So Brooklyn has been like poking at me to put up our basketball hoop. So like out in the back here. So we've been working on all this stuff forever. And we finally got our pavers done. So the pavers that we've been working on for like a year and change now uh-huh. are, are done. Okay. And so she's been eyeballing this because she's back at school and they're playing bat. They're like bouncing basketballs and stuff. And so she's like, dad, I think you need to put the basketball hoop up. I was like, I don't want to. I'm complaining and everything. And then finally I went out there. I was like, are you really going to play with it? Yeah. All right. So I drug it out there, filled it with water and put it on the pavers and then next thing you know, Brooklyn's sitting inside watching TV and I'm out there shooting hoops. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, it, it wasn't going to be wasted. <laughs> I, I forget, forget. I love shooting hoops. Like, it, like it's such a, just like a calming, like, just like, a, you know, like just mm-hmm. stand out there and shooting hoops all day, man. Like, I'll be honest with you. I was expecting the story to end with you, like <laughs> locking her down in the post and like, just <laughs> like backing her down and talking oh, yeah. after you like oh, threw me on her. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm luring her in with a sense of security right now. So, <laughs> uh, 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 not in my house. I was going to say, playing real nice until she makes her first basket and gives you a little look. And then just, exactly. Oh, wait, nope, never mind. That nope. can't happen anymore. It's all like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Lord above. Oh, all right, man. Let's, uh, let's hit an intro and jump into it. Welcome to the podcast, Blue Collar Scholars. Not long ago, a group of brilliant minds met together at a pub to discuss their unfinished works. They recognized the value of coming together around delicious beverages and having meaningful conversations. That group was known as the Inklings. The Inkledoo podcast here, we're working to be the second iteration of that group. So pour yourself a craft beverage, pull up a chair, and join the conversation. All right, man. You had, uh, have you had anything uh, really good to drink lately? Um... You know, I, I've been super unadventurous. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I'm house sitting for some people, and um, yeah, I just I haven't I got to get out to a grocery store because I'm here for like another two weeks, and mm-hmm. like it's too expensive if you're ordering things in all the time. It, yeah, but, but when I do, when I do that this week, I say that we'll see. But when when I get out, then I'm gonna have to like do a build my own sixer somewhere and. Uh, get back on that because like it's not like i haven't had anything but it's been you know decent stuff like i had kilt lifter had a little bit more of that joy bus wow yeah Um, yeah but like yeah i mean they they you know they were very kind to me they did make sure there were a few like kilt lifters and things like that in here for me but i say they made sure it you know there were some left and they told me that Help myself to the fridge because they're gone for a month. But yeah, yeah okay. Unfortunately, yeah. nothing adventurous. I hear that. I feel like this is like the time of year where it's all just kind of blah. You know, like it's. A, I've been talking to a lot of people and we're all just like, "Hey, how was your weekend? Meh. Did you do anything fun? Meh. You, you know, got anything fun coming up? Eh. And you're like, it's man, kind of one of those things. It's been so freaking hot for so freaking long. Like even even when I'm trying to think about what style of beer do I want to look for. To like do something new. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? Actually, this is the seventh month of it being really hot. So me trying to look for something that's like lighter in color, lighter in yeah. body, but still like flavorful. And that that hunt gets old eventually. It and does, man. It does. You're right. The one thing that got me excited though is I walked through Sprouts the other day and uh I started seeing Oktoberfest beers coming out. 
I feel like August is a little early for me. Um, sure. Like, you know, but the reminder was there, you know, like I'm not going to wait until like the end of season and be like, Oh crap, I forgot. You know, like I'm going to, I'm going to start buying some here and there and just like eventually start moving out all of my like summer shandies and mm-hmm. beach session IPAs, you know, like all of this crap, like they're good, you know, when it's hot, you know, whatever, but they're just not, like you said, they're not satisfying to me. I'm bored with it. And so like, I'm really excited to just start moving those to the side and start putting in some October fests and start yeah. getting into some, some nice fall flavors, man. And there's a really good chance that somewhere out there, someone listening to this, when you said it's a little early for the October fest, was like, I'll guarantee you there was at least one person listening who in there who was saying, oh, well, you know, actually the Oktoberfest happens in September. So <laughs> it does. Really not that early. And it so, does start and, in September. It's like mid-September. I just September, wanted to make sure they but, know. We understand that. But again, their seasons work different than ours. Yeah, we're very different. <laughs> like fall beers. We've got like a one-week fall window. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, it's like Halloween week. Yeah, yeah that's pretty it. pretty much. Yep. So – uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same, man. I haven't had anything super interesting. Like I'm actually starting to itch, getting a little bored. Like we're doing a lot of wine, but again, we're so cheap. We don't buy fancy wines, but you know, like I'm starting to track wine again and it, it's fun, but I'm actually looking forward to because everything is so boring and blah right now. I have like pushing the wife. I was like, you know what? We're going to do something freaking on Labor Day or that weekend. And so we're going to go to Flagstaff and hike the lava tube. Oh, that's awesome. Have you done it? Oh, yeah. It, it's been a while, but like that was. Uh, I've never done it. it. It's really, it is cool. I will tell you, like, it is some loose shale you're walking on when you're down in the tube and everything. Okay. So okay. Make sure, make sure you got a good hand on your girls. Support my ankles and I leash the know, girls. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that you're going to make it all the way to the end of the tube, which is certainly not a requirement by any stretch. Yeah, I'm but okay like, with that. Yeah, no, no. But it is. It's it's really cool and like okay. genuinely literally cool. It's yeah, it's like 40 degrees like, or something, right? Yeah. Like, It is. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm like excited. It's a third of the outside temperature. That's wacky. But yeah, yeah. so I was like, you know what? We're going to do something. So we, I was either like, we're going to go fishing or we're going to do the lava tubes. And I had two votes for lava tube to one vote fishing. So we're going lava tube. And I think I, and I was like, you know what? Like I really like barbecue when I go out, but Flagstaff sucks for barbecue. There's like no barbecue in there at all, but they have a lot of breweries. And mm-hmm. so they, like there's, I'm going to, and I haven't had any dark sky before. Okay. Yeah. So they have a, there's a dark sky up there that looks like they have food and a really nice patio. And so I think we're going to hit that place up for lunch. So like, I'm excited. Nice to do something new and different and spice this crap up, man. Like I can't do this whole blah season of blah. It's not my, not my jam. (laughs) So, all right. All right. Well, we're kind of on this kick here. It's not really like a kick, but it's a, I mean, that's the point of conversations, right? Is there's kind of like this logical sequence Mm -hmm. of, you know, like when you want to flush this stuff out and, one of the things that's been coming up is like language and words. And one of the, it makes me think, so Kelly Fitzsimmons Burton, who's been on the show multiple times, uh, was my philosophy teacher and I'm very fond of her and, and she had a big impact on me. And, and one of the things that she said, she defined a philosopher as like, it was very poetic the way she said it, but it was something like the defenders of language 
or, or the like the protectors of meaning or something like that. Right. And so like she was like, you're always defining words and you're protecting the definitions of words and what the meanings are. So that, and I was like, oh man, that's like a really interesting way to think of philosophy, you know, like it. And so with that, you know, like we've been really hounding on words and terms and stuff. And I, I threw this one out here. I don't know if we're going to do any more past this one or not, but like, uh, I was like, you know, some words that have been driving me nuts and we've just been talking about this love and covenant and it goes hand in hand. And I talked to one of my buddies is very on the, the spiritual side. I don't know what you want to call it. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I can't define it. Right. Which is the point of being spiritual. You're not defined. Um, (laughs) But like they talking to him, it's hard because like I have to adjust my language a little bit. I don't anymore because like I've, I'm just too I've gotten old and surly, I guess. And I'm like, ah, I'm not changing my language for people anymore. But like interacting with him is different because he uses like the modern lingo, right? Like not so much into like the pronoun nonsense, but like instead of having husband and wife, they have partners. Yeah. You know, like they don't use that word anymore. And I. And I've been thinking about it for a while, which is kind of goes all, all into this. And I'm like, I think there's something lost to not using that word anymore. Well, one, I think the word has been damaged, I guess, or, or, or that culture damaged it. And I guess probably people did too. I mean, there's plenty of examples of the, you know, that being abused. Oh yeah. But I don't know. I, it's just one of those things where I've been thinking like the use of partner and I was thinking the history back of it, you know, like you start getting into like sexual revolution and you're, you're not wanting hierarchy. You're going against the patriarchy. You're, you're breaking down these systems. And so now you don't have a husband and wife. Now you have partners, which is meant to say that we're now equal in everything. And it, it's meant to, to be like a leveling of the playing field by removing these past systems that that were oppressive yeah. uh, and i say that with with sarcasm dripping and it's oh, yeah. inten- fully intentional like um, i can see it it's forming on your like microphone <laughs> it's like, um but but anyway before i you know like i don't want to rant too much on it because i probably could but you know like just like what are your initial thoughts on on the switch from using husband and wife to partner so my main thought is that it makes things far too generic. And so you lose all that is special. Um, Mm -hmm. You were talking about that idea of leveling the playing field. And one of the things that drives me nuts is that we ignore the fact that when we level the playing field, it's so much easier to lower a side than to raise one. Mm -hmm. And so rather than looking at some very real injustices and abuses of power dynamics and stuff in the relationship between husband and wife, And instead of saying, okay, how do we make sure that we elevate those who have been like kept down? It's like, no, you know, we're just going to go ahead and chop off everyone's legs and bring them down here. Yes. Because like with that idea of the partner, like it's not inaccurate. A husband and wife are partners. So like there's, there's some truth to it. Sure. But they're not, they're not the same as most other forms of partner. And you've intentionally chosen a word. That applies to too many other things. Like you've mm. really cheapened what that relationship is. Because, you know, I've got, I, when I was teaching at the junior high level, I had a partner teacher. 
someone who taught the same grade that I did. And so we would exchange classes and we would, but there was no like requirement for any kind of actual relationship or investment in one another. It was a, Hey, my life is easier. And so is yours. If we do some things together. Right. And like that being the terminology for two people entering into a lifelong exclusive committed relationship for better and for worse. My, my partnerships aren't for better and for worse. Yeah. That's not solid ground. Yeah. No, no. Partnerships in general are like for better. And if it's worse then we split and we find something better, Mm -hmm. which is again, the complete opposite of what spouse is supposed to be. And so, yeah, like, yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. Like, that's one of the things that I've I've heard a lot about is that it it was the you know the accountability piece to where you know like there was the sense that women were the ones holding the standard uh, for like sexual purity and relationships and these things, and men were free to just go do whatever they wanted and be terrible, and it was all on the women to hold that down. And so rather than continue to hold it down, we said, no, we all want to be quote unquote equal. And so it was like a race to the bottom. So it was yeah. like, a, now we go to the common denominator and it was never like, no, I think we should set the bar high and we should all try to be better. It was just like, nope, let's just find the worst. And just like, you can't go any lower than that. I can't go any lower than that. All right, now we're equal. Yeah. And that's like, that seems like a, a terrible approach to things to just like, want to be at the lowest form possible, which again, you like, we've talked about, you know, ordering towards God in a way you moving towards or towards your, your heavenly, your spiritual side or towards your animal side. Mm -hmm. Like we really just kind of like drove it down into the animal side and, and it's there. Well, I mean, and it's kind of one of those things where it's not even so much necessarily that we drove it. It's, it's, that's how gravity works. Like everyone, yes. t- everyone said, you know what? Well Screw done. it. If you're not pulling, I'm not pulling. We're just going to sit here. And, and no just one fall. paid any attention to the fact that what we were actually doing was working our way up an incredibly steep incline. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not doing it, then I'm not doing it. We'll just sit here. No, no, you won't. You'll, you'll slide backwards uh, until you reach the bottom of the mountain and things actually level off. And the terrifying thing is we haven't hit the bottom yet. And you can tell because we keep sliding further and further back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that was really well done. I like that because you're always everything's in motion, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards, type of a thing. Like you, you got to be, you constantly got to be going forward. I love that was really well done. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> um, but there was like, and so I guess in my. Uh, hope i don't know what i was gonna say i was i was about to be self-deprecating but then i'm trying to cut that out and I, so now i'm all tongue-tied here but what i'm what i want to do is kind of maybe build back up what marriage is a little bit like that sure. word and say okay it, hey look it's not about um and i mean i guess there's a little bit it's so hard because it's like it's not about the patriarchy but it's it's patriarchal um it's you know so it's really hard because like we have created all of these negative connotations about structure, about hierarchy, about um, 
about everything to basically dissolve all of us so that we're at the bottom, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing that I really wanted to, that I think we lose when we go to partner versus marriage is the one flesh thing. Yes. And I think that is, that is a critical, critical element that, that we can't let go of. And like, it's, it's been really hard for me to, to grasp, you know, like, what does that really mean? Um, and, and I'm, and I'm still working through it to be honest with sure. you, but it, it's, I think that is one of the big things that like, when we say, Hey, we're partners versus no, we're one flesh. We lose it because like, if you think about like my own body, you know, like if you love your wife, as you love your own body, like you're one flesh, like you, you would not just like hurt yourself randomly. You wouldn't, I mean, there are people who are, we're some of, a lot of us are self-destructive, but sure. in general, the idea of a healthy human just being like, Hey, I'm going to just stick this knife into my arm. Doesn't make sense. Like it, it's irrational. You care for your body. You make it healthy. You strengthen it. You build it. You feed it because that's your life, right? You want to stay alive. Mm -hmm. And that is how, you know, your wife then becomes part of that body and it gets the exact same treatment as it would yourself. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, to push back on myself a little bit earlier, like that is one of the areas where like, it's not just oh, partner is too weak of a term, but there is actually a conflict here between the two ideas because like you would never call a part of yourself, your partner. Right. Right. There's no right. idea that, you know, my right arm and my left arm have not entered into any agreement about the fact that they will help me to shovel food into my face. Mm -hmm. Like there was no agreement there. There were no negotiations. It was just a natural, the, the way we are connected, the way we are related to one another is so deeply ingrained and natural that that's simply the way it is. And so like the idea of the spouse being one flesh, so like the husband and wife being truly one, there isn't like, there isn't a partnership there in that no. same way, because what it actually is, is without you having to negotiate with your wife, it's simply a matter of when you are deciding what you're going to do, what is in your, what is in what is to the good of your wife is what you choose. Not because, oh, you know, she has told me she would like me to do this. And so I will do this very robotic yeah. thing. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. In the, in the same way that, you know, not wrong, hard, happy life, <laughs> non brain death, happy life. Like, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I don't, it is it's a struggle though like because at the same time like yeah no the you're not making decisions purely on your wife's behalf either you know um right like, there are the the conversations like she is also a rational being of intellect right. and will and all this kind of stuff right um but like yeah it it's 
So in the but, same- it's, but it's weird. It's a different type of team, you know, it like it, it's not like, like you said, like a partnership or like a, the best team you've ever been on where you're all on the same page with the same vision and all that nonsense. It's still different than that because it's, um, God, I don't know. Like, I feel like when I'm in my morning walk, it's so clear to me. And I'm, it, but then like when I come to try to put it into words, like it's hard because sure. it is not the same as like interacting with with friends or anything like that. Like there's just these there. I mean, maybe it's the assumptions that we hold, which means that I'm going to include all of her with all of me in all of my assumptions. Right. So like, it's not like I'm going to assume this has to be done. It's not conditional where I have to have this in order for me to interact with them. Like it's, it's assumed all the things all the time. Yeah. And I think that's because that was kind of where I was going to go to. I was like, I think one of the things, Part of why it's so difficult and why it's easy when you're just sort of thinking about things in the abstract on your morning walk and you're not having to put it into words is because on your morning walk, you don't need a positive comparison. Like right now, Mm -hmm. what we're doing Mm -hmm. is kind of going through where there's this difference between everything else that like by analogy, we would draw a comparison. It's like, yeah, and that's cool up to this point where it totally falls apart. Yeah. And for all of those other things where it kind of falls apart is that all of those other things are optional Mm -hmm. and your relationship with your wife was optional until the very moment she became your wife. Right. And from that point on, it's indissoluble. It can't be broken. Like you can be, you can be broken, but like that relationship broken and damaged as it might be, will still be a relationship that is in place. Like that's the nature of it. And like, again, even if we look to probably the closest things in terms of relationships that you don't actually have a say in would probably be family. But even then all of those come from like a, a caregiver perspective on a level that's mm-hmm. different, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, can, I, I don't consider like your children. Right. But, you don't consider them one flesh, you know, right. like it, it, it's different. And it's, I kind of like what you're, what you're saying there where it's like indissolvable. It there's a permanence to it that the word um, partner doesn't carry with it. So like when you say one flesh, like you, you don't like you, you're with your, your limbs permanently, you know, like mm-hmm. you can't just like switch them out. You know, whenever you get tired of them (laughs) Uh, or you you fall out of love with your right hand so that you get a new one, you know, like it doesn't work that way. It it is, it's, it's completely permanent. And I think that's also one of the things that we, um, that we lose going into even before marriage. And, And this is where like the one flesh comes together, which is really, I mean, in, the marriage union. Right. Yeah. And so like, as soon as you start having sex before marriage, you are, there's bonds and things that you're creating to become one flesh. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you share literally not to get gross, but like you share flesh. And then if that separates, like you don't get that back. Right. So if they leave, they take that piece of you with them. And so now you, you're kind of like missing a chunk and so then the more you do that, the more is kind of broken away from you. 
You know, like there's this permanent consequence to doing thing, doing that before marriage. And the reason why it's so important for marriage is because it creates a union of like, not just of like whole union. Right. And that idea of whole union, I think is the part that's so key because it's uh, like sex outside of marriage. You still have a physical union that occurs but separate and devoid of the spiritual. And the reality is as human beings, like I was, of course, because it's the beginning of the school year. So I was having the conversation about like truth and that kind of stuff with students and also like defining like what human beings are. It's like, we're God's only hybrid creatures. Mm -hmm. We are the only rational soul in a material body. And we are designed to be embodied spirits. Like, body Mm -hmm. and soul a human person so like the human soul in heaven is still alive but it's not the human person that's alive not until the reunion of body and soul at the end of time you know when we have our glorified bodies even as christ Mm -hmm. did after the resurrection and like that's our very nature like that the spiritual and the physical are to be aligned Like what one of them is doing affects what the other is because they're still just one entity. And so, you know, like on the very simple level, why do we go down on our knees to pray? Because putting our bodies in a posture of submission and surrender prepares our soul to do the same as we offer it up to God. Right. Right. And so like, if that's true on that level, the idea of taking the, highest form of physical union you're able to achieve as a human being and engaging in that separate from the spiritual as if the spiritual doesn't happen and to think that you're going to get away from that unmarked and unchanged is at best tragically ignorant right okay yeah i was wondering where how you were going to end up there because i was going to be like man i don't think you can do that separate from the spiritual you can't, and, and exactly. you, you got there and, and so like i was like i was like uh, uh, uh. Uh-huh. bingo you got it you got it right there that was right because you can think you are you mm-hmm. can think you are you can lie to yourself very convincingly about a whole lot of things and this goes back into the idea of the more you do it the the more problematic it becomes mm-hmm. because you can kind of numb yourself you know yeah that idea of physical pain is a is actually a really good thing because it's our body letting us know, hey, stupid, this is doing damage. You should stop. Mm-hmm. The spiritual pain is much the same way. Hey, stupid, you're doing damage <laughs> to the thing that like is immortal. Like our body is changed in the glorified body in some way. The details of which I'm not going to pretend to know. But like the body is changed in some way. It's still our body, mm-hmm. but it's different. The soul is still the soul. Like it purified. But like the soul is the permanent and the like unchanging part of us. It's a big part of what it means when we say we're created in the image and likeness of God mm-hmm. is spirit unchanging. Like, right. And so the idea that I can just constantly do chunks of damage to my soul and numb myself to the pain of what it is I'm doing 
my body, I can only do so much damage before my body will die and I can mm-hmm. no longer do any more harm. Mm-hmm. My soul, on the other hand, endures. And so like yeah. the, the idea of being able to kind of infinitely corrupt myself that way, uh, like I, that's, that's horrifying. Like genuinely a terrifying, terrifying. Yes. Yeah. Because like, yes. Yeah. As, yeah. You, the hole that you dig is the one you got to get out of, you know? And, and it, I always come back to Lewis because again, he's made so much sense for me is that, uh-huh. you know, like um, this comes out on Wednesday. So we'll have just posted our, our inspirational quote. So we make our little quotes on Wednesdays. I love them. Mm-hmm. But those ones from Lewis where it's like, you are kind of a culmination of your decisions. You're either constant that you change with every decision you make and you're either becoming more heavenly or more hellish. Mm-hmm. That's a summary. His quote is better than mine. Sure. Um, and that's kind of what that means. And, you know, and, and like we're everlasting. So like you can take that way farther than I think you would want to go, you know? And, and you're right. Like the whole idea that you, you could do something. Cause I, I think that's a tendency in culture right now is to say that I can do these things without permanent consequences. And that seems to be the idea that the running theme, like I want to be able to do these things without permanent consequences, but there are things in life that just have permanent consequences and, and they're permanent both on your body and your spirit too. You know, like you can still be, I'm a true believer in redemption, but like, that doesn't mean that it goes away. You know, it doesn't erase your history. Like it will forever be there, you know, like in that, it sucks. It really does. Like there's no like good way to put it, but I mean, you know, there's things that are permanent. And I think that one of the things that we lose when we start saying partner instead of wife is that sense of permanence that my decision has a permanent impact both on her, on me, on my body, on my spirit um, forever. You know, like it is Permanence is a big thing, I think. I, I think that's what we're trying to get away from. I think we're afraid of it. And and we're dissolving our language to try to break free of the permanent consequences that just exist. Like we're trying yeah. to deny them and we want to be be free of them. But sorry, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't go that way. No, absolutely. And I mean like so you got to quote Lewis, and so now as we kind of like come towards <laughs> the end, I'm going to go ahead and quote uh, G.K. Chesterton. Yes, on like it's only fitting. Uh, the The life lesson for me would just be that idea of you know we've got to be aware of why we're wanting to make the changes. Like G.K. Mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. a line about it's only a very great fool who tears down a fence without knowing why it was built. Mm. Like. Oh, I don't want these permanent consequences. So I'm going to change some of this wording. Okay. Well, can we think about like the fact that the words didn't predate the reality, the words that we use were an attempt to describe the reality that people were experiencing. So unless you can say with certainty that the reality you're describing has changed, changing the words is a waste of time. You're just lying to yourself about what you're entering into. If you marry someone, you are not entering into a partnership. You are entering into 
that state of being one flesh. Yeah. Covenant. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. changing the words to make yourself less scared of the commitment you're making doesn't change the commitment you're making. Right. Hmm. Boy, that was a, there were some good lines in there, man. That was well said. That was well said. Yeah. I think my life lesson is, is, is similar in the two in, in that as well. It is being aware of, of those changes because like when we're, when we're out and about, like it's so easy to just absorb culture and absorb um, language and just start using things. Like for example, I got, I caught my wife saying y'all the other day, she's like, <laughs> y'all need to get to bed. And I was like, ah, that's fantastic. Cause I just started picking that up back, you know, like at work, I'll, I'll hear people use some of my isms, my Brandon isms that are just, utterly me because they're mm-hmm. stupid and ridiculous and no normal person says them. So I know that way I can track when people use them. <laughs> so, but, it, but like, it's so easy to just absorb language and yeah. not consider it. And so, you know, thinking about the words that we use, the meanings behind them, it's, Im- it's important. I mean, we're looking for a meaningful existence and your words are what, what do that. And to, dissolve a word just out of fear or out of peer pressure or something like that. You know, like I'm, I'm not looking to be a, you know, a a protester in any way, shape or form, but like words have meaning and we should, we should value that meaning and protect or defend them right with logic, with philosophy, with clear thought. Um, And like you said, if the reality has changed, then let's, Let's change the word. But if the reality has not changed, then we should defend the word and defend the meaning. And then also, you know, just live that out with consistency, you know, yeah. type of a thing. So it, that's that's the biggest part. The reason why people are challenging the word so hard is because of the hypocrisy that has happened throughout. But, you know, we're all hypocrites. Nobody is perfect. Uh, but, like, we have to take that into consideration as well. So the meaning is not the counterexample. Right. Yeah. Like it, that's always there. But anyway, so right on, man. Well, yeah, thank you for working through that with me. I'm still chewing on it. Like I would like to really get that one flesh idea, like really hammered out to where like I could communicate it in a clear way. But it's really freaking hard. Oh, but yeah. that, that was helpful. Um, I would say that. So that's a big enough concept that you probably don't want to put a deadline on that one. Like, yeah. Yeah. Keep working I, with that one. I agree with that. A few more morning walks to join that. <laughs> Eureka, I've got it. <laughs> then it'll, it'll be like Aquinas. Well, Brandon, you figured it out. Time to go to heaven. Dang it. <laughs> you, you know what? Honestly, cool with that deal. Cool, cool I'll take that. that. <laughs> oh, all right, everybody. Well, if you uh, find some meaning or find some benefit from these conversations, we'd also like you to, you know, reach out, join the conversation. We're not, we're social. We are on social media. We've got our email. We've got our website. Jump on there. Leave some comments. We have blogs every week. And then if you'd like to support Inkledoo, uh, please jump on that website, buy a couple of bags of coffee. We'll roast them fresh, ship them out to you. I am shipping to Boulder, California this week. That was nice. So like we're getting some orders from some, some places. So we thank you for your orders and, and really appreciate the support. It helps keep us going and uh, it helps scratch my, my itch to, to cook and roast coffee and, and do that. It's very satisfying for me. So we're, we're very grateful. And, um, cause these, these conversations are, are 
very beneficial to us. And so we hope that they're, we started this because we, we hope they would also be beneficial to, to others as well at the same time, because that's what conversation is. So with that, AJ, you got anything on your brain, man? No, not much, man. Very cool. Very cool. With that, we will say, adieu. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to another Inkledew podcast. We hope you really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed making it. If you did enjoy it, please do us a favor and make sure to share it on all your own social media so that other people can find us and enjoy us as well. 